Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No, not the Sky Bet app. That's a different thing. Sky Sports. What do you mean it's not on the fire stick? It has to be on the fire stick. The match is kicking off in two minutes. What's the password? Try a sprayer. That's not right. For fuck's sake, James. Why do we watch in the pub like everyone else? I hate you. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Friday the 5th of August. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Luke Moore. Oh, wasn't that timing succulent? The true meaning of football for everyone the there. The true. <laughs> just fiddling with a fire stick five minutes before the blooming football starts oh, on a Friday night. Mine is like, why is the Sky Sports app so bad on the Mac? <laughs> even now. Even, even now. now. I'm a conspiracy theorist about that. Do you want to hear why? Right. I think because the subscription is cheaper just mm-hmm. for a Mac or PC only version. Yep. They don't put any investment in it, baby. Right, okay. They mug mm. you off. Well, we haven't got a sponsor for today's show, so uh, yeah. if they're honest. Um... <laughs> in, in many ways, it's an anti-sponsor. Sky <laughs> exactly, Sports is the yeah. anti-sponsor of this <laughs> exactly. show. Well, we're BT Sport people here because of Jules, so. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Or Channel 4 sometimes. Isn't she doing some this year as well, I That's believe? loads of stuff, mate. She's doing loads of stuff. Busy, on ITV, you're, you're safe with any channel with Jules Breach, yeah. I think. Yes, yeah. yeah. Say a pair of hands. People will not do the research to look into what she's really like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Safe pair of hands. England will lose, though. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. She's not even here to defend herself. I know, because she's doing telly, it's probably. much easier. Yeah. Uh, so the Premier League kicks off uh, this very evening. What are you most looking forward to about the opening day of the Premier League season? Or the opening weekend, Lukey Mill? Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to... So... I predict there's going to be a very haunted look mm. accompanied by a thousand yard stare mm. on the face of one Marco Silva <laughs> by about three o'clock <laughs> on Saturday uh, because yeah. the Premier League is about to come at him like a, a hundred mile an hour hurricane of shit. He's got history. And, yeah, <laughs> Bad it's, history. It's, it's going to be like the final scene in Aliens where they're just <laughs> coming from everywhere. Salah's <laughs> over there. Alexander Arnold's here. What, what, what am I going to do? If, if they get out of that tomorrow lunchtime, and I'll be at the game, if they get out of that tomorrow lunchtime with anything less than a 2-0 defeat, mm. I'm going to say, given the preseason they've had, given the situation <laughs> they've got in the transfer market at the moment, I would make the argument that Marco Silva, if he walked in the studio now and sat in that spare chair and I said to him, Marco, you can shake hands. Don't, don't worry about what that other club want for a manager. You're still you're, you're, you're <laughs> full at the moment. Marco, you can shake hands on a 2-0 Liverpool defeat tomorrow. Yeah. I, think he'd, I think he'd snap your hand off. That's I what I'm looking so, forward yeah. to. Okay. Marco Silva's face specifically in the post-match interview in the sorting through the rubble <laughs> of the Fulham Liverpool. I, I, I take your point. Having said that, I think he knows what's coming. So mm. if he's going to have any look on his face is probably the look that Obi-Wan Kenobi has on his face when he's about to get swiped by Darth Vader. You know, yeah, it's inevitability. Of, yeah, an understanding. Yeah, but you say that, but in Aliens, which is the analogy I used, we're talking about movies, yes. they know what's coming, but they still set up the sentry guns. They yeah, still yeah. dished out the yeah. ammo, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. got to give it your best shot. Look busy. And, and Marco Silva, if you're going to spend the final minutes of the game in an air vent with a grenade that you're going to commit suicide with, mm. fair enough, but you know what's coming. Yeah, you know what's also, coming. also he's, Jurgen Klopp's not going to be treading on Marco Silva's coat at full time because he's not going to have a coat because it's August. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, we should say contractually obliged to say at the end of any chat about Fulham what a beautiful place to go and watch football what a beautiful place have is, you finished is, their is little it, standoff yet yeah I was going to say it's a pull out I don't th- I'm not mm. sure I'll tell you tomorrow I'll oh, go if, the pool's, I'll tell if you. the pool's not out fuck them no yeah. I've, not been, I've, not, I've not had any literature about whether I can go to the pool or not so I presume not <laughs> little doggy paddling pool <laughs> yeah. little Andy Brassel well I'm sorry to be so vanilla Petey, Okay. but I'm quite looking forward to Arsenal losing at Crystal Palace tonight <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, come, come on. It's, it's at the end of all or nothing week. Right, yeah, launch is, week. It's not just me who's hoping for this. It's all non-Arsenal fans yeah. who are hoping for this. I, not yeah. because I have anything against Arsenal, but yeah. simply because it will be funny. I, because of the chronology, it will be funnier than them losing at Brentford last year. Mm. And Arsenal fans know it as well. Like A, a good friend of mine is an Arsenal fan. When the fixture list came out, and they were playing Crystal Palace. Oh, when, when it was announced that Crystal- Arsenal were going to go to Crystal Palace in the open day of the season, mm. much like they went to Brentford on the open day of the season last season and lost, yeah. he just messaged me saying, um, it's a fucking fix, absolute corruption. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, you've got to play the game. You have yeah. got to play the game at some point. Well, what yeah. would they have wanted, though? Would they have wanted Liverpool? Would they have wanted well, like exactly. a big... Yeah. Oh, we want someone, someone that we want to play with Fulham at home. <laughs> well, you will play them, just not on the opening day. Exactly. Everyone plays everyone. That's how it works. <laughs> and they do it twice. Indeed. Uh, well, I am very much looking forward to uh, Eddie Howe um, resigning because he's uh, revealed that he is educating himself over the situation. <laughs> In Saudi Arabia. What key stage? What, is he just doing like the phonics part of it? Yeah. Like, key stage really one, maybe yeah. like he's just got a little um, picture book. <laughs> well, he just said he's good. He said he's better served concentrating on the football, yeah. but he's tried to educate himself. Well, why are you even saying that? 
Eddie. Well, um, <laughs> I've just I've just um, put Newcastle as sixth in my Premier League table prediction. Oh, that's this big! Season. I'm signed a strike yet. Why Lukey? are you trying to undermine it? Calm it down. Why are you trying to undermine it? Well, uh, that's Lukey's prediction for the rest of the 2023 season. Uh, head on over to our social media to check in with our wrap-up predictions and uh, get involved with your own for the new season before it kicks off tonight. As you, uh, as some of you uh, might know, one of the categories is always notable mad shit, and a few of our listeners have already come in with some uh, good suggestions. They don't get a closed ballot on this. Uh, they have to put their uh, predictions out in the wild. Uh, Steve Warner's going to come in with uh, Lampard st- sacked by uh, two different Premier League clubs and gets a third job before May. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that... I could see that happening. Is there not some restrictions? You can't manage three My... clubs, you know, like the limitations that players have? Don't think there is. No, that happens in Spain. If if you're with a club for one season and you lose your job or leave it or whatever, yeah. you can't manage another club until the next season. Oh right. Oh okay. right. Okay. And so I'm, I'm glad. Avoid... I'm glad it's like it is in the Premier League. Or provocatory I kind of uh, situation. I'll, I'll right. let you know. I mean, I can give you a comment on what I feel about Steve's prediction by telling you that my backup um, thing I was looking forward to for this mm. weekend, that I almost said today on the show, was that Frank Lampard sacked at tea time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so it could happen. Uh, Dan Carney's also been in touch saying um, he's looking forward to some multiple mad shit in the shape of Steve Bruce's novels getting optioned by Netflix. They've done worse. <laughs> they definitely done worse. They've done worse. What are they called? Sweeper, defender and striker? Yes, all of them. There's no midfielder. No keeper. No keeper either. Just not normal forward planning from Brucey, isn't well, it? You're a long time, you're a long time <laughs> retired, so maybe you're... I, I can't wait for that Alan St. Maximum volume. Yes. <laughs> it's it's going to be give special. It, give it Alan. <laughs> Michael's got one here. Charlie Kane somehow injures his brother in a freak accident. Yes, with a motorbike. With a Steve McQueen motorbike. Do you, do you reckon there's a kind of caveat in there a kind of professional arrangement where Charlie came because he's so hapless actually can't go near Harry Kane right they okay. have to do every meeting like yeah. Stringer Bell and Avon Barksdale on the wire when Avon's <laughs> in prison between that perspect glass on the phone I really think we should hold out for more money Harry. Yeah. stay away from me Charlie my ankles are fucked well there's a man by the name of uh, Roy Brook who's very upset with you predicting well your predicted table apparently you Mine. put Southampton very very low down yeah relegated yeah, relegated I feel like it's, a, it's an absolute dereliction of duty to not do that when I'm given the option to do so. Roy says, uh, childish and pathetic. That is a, a so-called journalist. He still allows his South Coast bias to impact his opinion. Yeah, It's quite an underwhelming bias, isn't it? Yeah. A South Coast bias. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Three clubs. Uh, no doubt he still believes laughingly that his beloved skates will be promoted. For, I mean, if you, for if what you... it's worth, I've never so-called you a journalist. No, thank you very much. <laughs> and I, no, nor should you. And if he's ever heard any of my output, he'll know that I've never once predicted Ports will do anything good. Because yes. <laughs> I know exactly what they're like. Uh, and I would end by saying that um, to Roy that uh, we do not actually have sex with skits, so no, I don't actually. <laughs> actually, so well, I've actually lived there for like twenty years. So. <laughs> uh, but um, I would add that Roy should console himself with the fact that their best ever player is a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy lunatic <laughs> yeah. who can't go to the supermarket without thinking the chicken breasts are going to come alive and fucking chase him. <laughs> and their current best player is from a family of season ticket holders at Portsmouth who still all go. Right, so, okay. Yeah. Their best player at the moment is a big Pompey fan. Mm. Their best player of all time is a lunatic. <laughs> Focus on yourself yeah. and leave me out of it. Clip that. Yeah. We'll have that. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, you've got the like, uh, you've got the man who owns the, um, the the bookshop. Yeah. Haven't you? No, on your I side. I don't think he's working anymore. <laughs> uh, he does GB News now. Does he? He did do GB News, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What, just little man I'll on the street? A, I'll a guest, I think. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Well, yeah. presenter, surely. Yeah. Oh, it's only a matter of time, right? Yeah, I think Why so. Why have we never got the call? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, uh, tonight in the Premier League, kicking off with uh, Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Andy Brassel is pretty uh, convinced that uh, it's going to be a home win. Uh, glad all over and all of that being played in the dressing room beforehand. Uh, Gabby Jesus, he's knocking them in for fun, though. Yeah, he's, he's the most. He it's a great fact about Jesus. Um, I was reading yesterday, he's the most selected fantasy Premier League player of all time. Is that right? Whoa, yeah. what, yeah. this time, what, over a, uh, for this over weekend. a period of, oh, for, for this, this weekend. weekend, I see, right. I think it's something like almost 80% of teams have picked him, Ooh. and that's unprecedented. Oh, you haven't mm. got him. <laughs> well, Is he, it just because he's just in incredible form and he's... I, I don't know, really. I guess he's probably a bit of a bargain, maybe. People right, think he's going to hit okay. the ground running. I mean, I think he's a, I mean, look, he's a good player for Arsenal. Mm. I, I don't know what you feel about it, Andy, but he seems like he, he he's a really good signing for them. Yeah, he is, absolutely. Um, and I think not tainted by uh, Arteta's all or nothing <laughs> antics yet either. <laughs> you've, you've both uh, watched a fair whack. Or, or the three uh, episodes that were available. Andy's watched more than me. You, okay. Yeah. Um, the big sort of scenes are getting the photographer to do the pre Stuart McFarlane. Stuart McFarlane. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. that. The, the thing, I did too, actually. The thing is, the, the way it's edited, the Aubameyang thing seems to fall apart so quickly. Yeah. I realise yeah. television moves faster than in reality. You know, like in the Apple adverts where it goes faster than actual, uh, actual uh, sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's, it's, it's funny how you get the the bit where um, the photographer sort of gives them this wonderful speech going, I fucking love this club and all the rest of it. And then they go and beat Spurs and they come back Aubameyang who scores in that game gives him the shirt and then it's next time on all or nothing and it's like yeah he's no longer a captain he's stuff into a box yeah. <laughs> Carly and Jason turn up yeah. just, you're just trying to distract us aren't yeah. you <laughs> yeah I, I thought um, I thought that was odd um, I, I found the, the Stuart McFarlane thing really interesting I thought oh, it was actually and you can never really fully trust the edit I don't think mm. but it did seem to really hit home and it did seem to really cut through because you were asking Pete earlier whether you thought football players actually gave a shit about that kind of stuff yeah. but I kind of feel like they do I feel like now we're in a we had that apex of the, of, of players being so distant and so removed from the game and from fans and I would say around the kind of wags era of England kind of thing mm. and I think we've come full circle again now I think they do care about the fans and I think it probably was quite impactful now it's easy to backfill the narrative when they go and win the game yes. against, the, against the rival or whatever but I thought that was probably the one thing I've seen so far from Arteta where I was like okay you're not just a Spanish Brendan Rodgers where you've just got these kind of quite I mean because he comes across as quite odd I, I mean think. Brendan Rodgers thinks of himself as a Spanish Brendan Rodgers <laughs> it's true actually yeah sorry but Mikel that's already taken He's like, I was born in Spain doesn't matter um, and, and, and so he, I'm being frivolous but he does kind of remind me a bit of Brendan Rodgers he, he, he kind of reminds me and I feel like to be a successful manager you might these days you might have to just be a little bit obsessive and a little bit odd and clever enough to impress football players that you know what you're doing but not so clever that you alienate them. Yeah. And I think you got a bit does... of cring cringe in your cravat. I think so, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a cravat, was it one well. point? Well I think putting the speakers on the training ground plan you'll never walk alone to the team is a bit kind of what are you doing? What are you what where's that come yeah. from? I thought that was odd. Well, I, I don't understand why well, maybe it's because of the the, the the series that you have to do it for show. I mean, Terim did it with Galatasaray, yeah. but he put them in a film room with the speakers on full belt and, yeah. that, and, and watching the game. Yeah. I'm not sure it's particularly helpful when you're trying. But then again, it's, it's the chronology. It's just because you know they're going to lose. Maybe, yeah. Their, and, mm. I, you know, we can't judge every action by what happens afterwards. You know, it's, it's, no. it's, it's like you were talking about putting the photographer <laughs> forward. and so and, to and the judge. <laughs> <laughs> And then being, and donuts and then in an Tottenham. orphanage, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's a young, still inexperienced coach, yeah. manager, mm. trying loads of stuff. 
And some of it will work and some of it won't work at all. On the game tonight, I wonder whether I'm overthinking this and it'd be interesting to know your guys' take about the idea that I can't get away from that it's not just they're, they're, they're almost aping a sim- the similar fixture they had last year where they go, I know, I know Crystal Palace aren't a promoted team, but they're kind of an upwardly mobile team. And a team that Arsenal feel they shouldn't lose to. Quite, exactly yes. that. But who's in the other dugout? That to me is interesting because yeah. I think they've, they, I know that they're, they're back Arteta. I know, I actually think Arteta's overall, despite what has been said here, I actually think Arteta's probably going to go and do quite a good job um, this season. I've got Arsenal's fifth in my predictions to back up that. So I've put it on paper. But having said that, the better that Patrick Vieira does, given the fact that he's one of the greatest players in Arsenal's history mm. and he's already based in London and he's done a brilliant job at this club who aren't anywhere near as fashionable or as fancied, that, that's got a way heavy on Arteta. If you're to. suggesting for people who don't live in London, that Croydon to St Albans is a passable commute, you are misleading people. I don't think, <laughs> I, I, th- I think you're misleading people by suggesting for even one second that Patrick Vieira lives in Croydon. <laughs> that is an absolute disgrace, Brazil. Hopping on the tram every morning. Yeah, if anything, White he's leaf, in, he's, in, he's in Dulwich Village. He's in Dulwich Village. Let me tell you that for a fact. He's not even going anywhere near West Norwood, let alone Upper Norwood, let alone Thornton Heath, let alone Croydon. But Wash be, your mouth out, son. But there'll be a lot of um, people putting in their predictions uh, this season and this weekend that, 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 that Palace will be the team that will be the dark horses are they a dark horse at this point though Andy until they've proved they've replaced Conor Gallagher I don't think so because he was just so massively influential for them last season Mm. I I, I don't know I I still feel a bit of Conor Gallagher's sadness at the moment because (laughs) I I feel like like, uh, summertime sadness summertime sadness (laughs) Conor Gallagher (laughs) give us some more uh, give me some more. That's that <laughs> <Stop> the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're meant to come in with the beats. It's a dance. I mean, yeah. Speaking of the summertime sadness, it doesn't get more happy than Pete's uh, much vaunted and much promised and now delivered Scott Sellers themed Hawaiian shirt. Now, yeah. That is summertime, yeah. baby. I want Scott to know that I love that guy or I loved him when he was at Newcastle. Before he did those awful things. Before he did those awful things. <laughs> uh, what's the question again? Oh, Crystal Palace, Dark Yeah, I mean, Gallagher is a real loss. And, uh, what, the reason I was saying I feel that sadness, I feel like he's full of hope that he's going to be important for Chelsea. Mm. And they're out spending money that's very much saying, you're not going to be that important for us this <laughs> season. Which, which is sad, because I want to see him play everywhere. I don't care if he plays for Palace, Chelsea or whoever, but I, I love watching him play. It, it's I, a I, weird I kind of tier system, isn't it? Kind of like when you're at uh, Man City, you can be a squad player and then uh, you move to Chelsea and you become a bit more of a main man, which is happening now. Mm. And then from that team, you sort of drop down. <laughs> you drop from Chelsea to becoming a becoming a bit of a, a, a squad, uh, being the main man, or you can be the main man. But you can really get lost in the... Uh, Lost in the in the hustle and bustle of that I, uh, Chelsea squad, and you? yeah, and it's really, I think it's surprising how active they've been in the transfer market, in my view. And I, I kind of wonder what's going on with the decision makers there, with Todd Bowley and all those kind of guy and those guys. It feels it smacks a bit of the old Ed Woodward to me. It's, I, I read this morning that Chelsea are sniffing around a Bamiang. and it's like, what, right. what's going on there? And, and I think you can't underestimate. Speaking of Conor Gallagher's sadness. You can't underestimate. <laughs> you can't underestimate how much of a blow to the confidence it'll be when he doesn't start at Goodison Park this weekend, and the manager literally says it to him, "We don't think you can do it against Frank Lampard's Everton." <laughs> because that will cut to the very core of a man. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned him and giving both barrels a little earlier on. Uh, look, uh, Mr. Frank Lampard, we'll be back in the dugout for how long? We just don't know. Uh, Evan versus Chelsea kicking off at half past five on Saturday. 
Deli Ali, ever played up top, mate? Because <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no strikers. To be fair, they've got a lot of injury problems. They and, do. And, and I do sometimes catch myself thinking, am I being too harsh on Frank? Mm. And it's normally because Marcus gets in my ear and says, oh, don't, you let, you're, uh, you're betraying... Letting England down. Yeah, you're betraying yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that he's such a good player for England. And I say, Marcus, mm. it's not relevant. No. What's relevant is, he's doing a shit job. And I want to say that. But on the other hand, they've got a lot of players missing. I mean, there's, there's talk, I mean, Optor is suggesting that the midfield the central midfield they're going to have to play is scratch. He's like, Decore, fair enough. But they're talking about playing Alex Awobi in central midfield. Right. What about that lad that came on, the lorry driver? <laughs> yeah, that was nice though. Yeah, it was that lovely. That was nice. It was lovely. But can he play tonight? Good pen as well. Tomorrow night. <laughs> Who are you? Harry Redknapp. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's a tough assignment for them at the start of um, season playing, playing Chelsea, I suppose. But I, like I say, mm. I, I think Chelsea's a bit of an odd situation. Still an odd situation, maybe for different reasons. Uh, I'm looking forward to um, seeing Koulibaly play. Mm. Who um, apparently has been given the nod from the uh, from the from the president elect? Well, did, did, did you like the little call with him and John Terry? That's what I'm talking about. He called John Terry to ask uh, permission to take the number twenty five shirt, Chelsea twenty six. Sorry, twenty six uh, shirt. And uh, I mean, like he's a hell of a defender himself. Like mm. <laughs> I'm not, he's thirty one. He's earned every uh, everything he deserves in the game, and he's just and he's having to ring John Terry to ask and if he can take a non-retired shirt, which I think is poor. Um, which John, John Terry... is actually wearing now. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. John Terry did not <laughs> you believe can, that you can you can have it. Yeah, come over. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> come around now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, so, so he's right. But I've NFT'd it. He's for John Terry. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> if you want the shirt itself, yeah. it's extra. You can only buy it in crypto. But John Terry apparently didn't uh, believe it was him. Oh really? Okay. So yeah, I also I also think there's a lot in the idea that so Terry left Chelsea in 2017, right? Mm. And he hasn't played at Chelsea for five years now, mm-hmm. or around that kind of time. And it's and it's and no one else has been given the 26 shirt. And you think, oh, that's quite nice. That's quite respectful. Yeah. Until you think. John Terry's absolutely spearheaded the reason for that. John Terry's <laughs> actually made sure probably every single summer that no one's having it. Well, do you reckon he's just finding the shirts and burning them? No, I just think I just think he calls <laughs> them up and says to the kit man, you know, how you doing? Yeah, good. How's the family? Fine. Yeah. Um, you're not bringing that 26 shirt out, are you? No, just checking. Because <laughs> it'd be a terrible shame for something to happen to your job. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of movements in, in the uh, in the squad number game in, in Chelsea. They appear to be close to be uh, hijacking Man City's attempts to sign uh, Mark Cucurella from uh, Brighton. Uh, this is what on, I'm talking they're about. They're also trying to grab uh, uh, Frank de Jong. Uh, Manchester United obviously going for that Barcelona uh, player. It's, it's, it's a weird time for Chelsea. You're right. What it looks like to me... and. Um, uh, Andy will have a bit more um, insight into this than I will, but it, it chimes into what I was saying earlier. It looks to me that it, it comes across as a bit because isn't Todd Burley doing this himself? Yeah, which I think is a terrible idea. Is that how you say it, Burley? Burley, I think. Burley, yeah. Because, because and I, I, do, I do as well. It smacks of Ed Wood, but it also smacks of the idea that you've come in and you've said, right. I don't know that much about football. I went a bit Gordon Ramsay, didn't I? Right. <laughs> uh, you don't know that much about football. I'm sure he's got advisors and all the rest of it. Yeah. And he's thought, what is the Chelsea regime under Abramovich most known for? And obviously it's known for winning things, but it's yeah. also known for spending loads of money on loads of players all the time. Mm. And it just looks like he doesn't want to be criticised as being someone who's coming in and not Not making yeah. an investment. Yeah. yeah. So he's going, Koulibaly, Cucurella, De Jong... Aubameyang. It's like, hang on a fucking minute. No, but some of those signings make sense. Like, Koulibaly makes sense. Uh, Koulibaly, yeah. I, I just don't understand well, it. Well, they need Koulibaly because um, of the centre-backs that have left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Koulibaly, they don't need at all. No, no. I don't think. So, I mean, and also, and the other thing about it, and I might, I might, be, I might not be uh, across all the detail here, but it looks from the outside into me like Koulibaly. Well, you weren't talking about Koulibaly until Man City wanted him. 
Yeah, you know, no one was linking Chelsea with him. Mm. He was. They weren't after him um, six months ago. But really. is that not just how an opportunistic um, signing happens? Like you hear that someone's in talks. You're like, well, fuck, I want him. Yeah, like and him. also when you've got four and a half billion in your bin, we probably just think, oh, fat, I want to do that. Jump change, isn't it? Someone yeah. else rich is doing that. I want to do it. Yeah. On the Everton side of the ledger, um, there's still rumours that Ross Barkley might move <laughs> to Everton. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see how some fan group like uh, responded to that? Uh, uh, stood outside someone the manager's house with a with a big bed sheet. Maybe. But I didn't, <laughs> if they did. On the bedsheet said the quote I was going to quote back to you, right. which is, uh, um, "If we sign Ross Barkley, this will be the worst transfer window of all time." Yeah, which, I, you know. would you not say that some of their other ones where they bought a lot of players were their worst? I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> yes, say, exactly. I, I felt like exactly. saying to me, "How long have you been supporting it?" Mate? <laughs> One season. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, elsewhere uh, across Merseyside, uh, Liverpool are heading to newly promoted Fulham. Luke Moore will be there. Uh, it's a it's a tough start to Fulham. They I've already not, told you what I think about they that. They would not have wanted that. But uh, do you not think the Fulham's transfer policy has been refreshingly sensible this time round? Refreshingly sort of. Spartan. Well, yeah. But That's Andy, it. What's, how much of this is Marco Silva liking to have a moan, which we know he does, and mm. how much of this is substance? Because he's saying, I've got 16 players, I've not got any of the players I want. I read the other day they're in the market for four centre-backs, which is obviously bullshit. But, but they, they, they need to be. Yeah, they, they need, need to, to be. They need to sign they've, players, got, yeah. they've got two first team centre backs yeah. before playing Liverpool. Jesus Christ, yeah. that's mad. I mean, I'm, the, Told the, you, the, the thing the is, final scene in Aliens. <laughs> the quality of the players they've signed: Palinia, uh, Bernd Leno, Manuel Solomon, great. And I understand what Pete was saying about that that idea that they had a scattergun approach the last but one time that they came up. By the way, that to replace a ton of low knees that time. Right. So they, it's, it's not. It's, it's not the, the recruitment, it's, it's the way that the recruitment happens. Right. And I think it's been like not fast enough. And I think, I think Marco Silva's absolutely right. That they've known they were coming up for ages. It was obvious halfway through last season <laughs> that they were going to come up. And Forrest have managed to sign, what, 15 players? Yeah. Something like that. I'm not saying that's necessarily what they need to do, but they knew where the areas of weakness are and they've just done nothing about it at all. Then you combine that to the feeling off the pitch, the fact that Fulham fans are absolutely up in arms about the cost of the tickets, particularly yeah, for, that's, that's for, poor. for, that for is this poor. game. And, you know, there's not a club out there. You, you listen to Uli Hoeneß when he was at Bayern Munich. He's like, if we started charging people double for tickets, that would earn us what? Like pocket money, not not as much yeah. as we would get for like depends a draw in the Depends how much of the money you're reporting uh, <laughs> to the exchequer, Uli. That's what I would say. That, look, I love the we... fact that he carries on talking about financial issues. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like it's like a fucking right wing politician in the UK carry on talking about Brexit. Have a bit of shame. Have a bit of shame. As uh, look, pool chemicals are expensive. Um, <laughs> I also think the final minute is going to be. 7-0, Salah's already got four and he comes in again on goal and Tim Ream in his American action just grabs him and goes, stay away from her, you bitch! <laughs> and there'll be leaves in the pool by November. <laughs> yeah, will, there will. But, uh, I mean, it's all hinging on how... Marcus we... is a pool boy in a little, little Yes, please. That's <laughs> like what that. I'd like to see. Yeah. In a little pair of pool speedos. Pool attendant. Pool attendant with one of those yeah, nets. Pool flop. Making, um, making flirtatious glances across to the uh, fans. Yes. No, be nice what, are, we, are we talking about orange shorts, yellow vest? Mm. Like, no, I'm just thinking, no, I'm, I'm talking he has got a bit of uh, who's the head head honcho Hasselhoff. on watch Hasselhoff, yeah. yeah I can imagine him yeah. shirtless, Sorry, drunk, Andy. eating a birth beef burger. <laughs> the head honcho of Baywatch. The head honcho of Baywatch. <laughs> That's yeah. official title. Yeah, the head the honcho, the big, the big boss man. <laughs> head honcho of Baywatch. David Hasselhoff. Uh, no, I'm talking about just tiny little pair of speedos. That's how I always right. imagine Marcus. 
It's, it's for the best, isn't yeah, it? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't know. He's, he's very hairy. Just yeah. like he's wearing a hair shirt. Um, uh, Mitrovic, <laughs> it really does hinge on, on how slow he is now. <laughs> Doesn't it, really? Is he too slow for this league? He's clearly got everything in his locker, but he's just not quick enough for the but, Premier League. Pete, are you simply paranoid that Newcastle are going to buy him on transfer deadline day? <laughs> Would that be a crowd pleaser, do you think? Uh, Will people keep on about crab, it? please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the crab's policies are. Cra- what's the crab community? The general <laughs> point. Yeah, well, I was giving it that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, yeah, I, I, the, uh, Newcastle need a, a striker, and of course they're not going to sell him. Crying out loud! Uh, at this point in the season, no, but I just wondered in this thought experiment that this whole mm. show appears to be uh, <laughs> how are Newcastle fans. What Mitro was ten foot tall? Yeah. <laughs> What like, if he was? I'd like, what, like one of those blowy things on a petrol station forecourt? Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. I love those A lot things. of handballs, though. Probably a lot of handballs because their hands are like, what? not in natural <laughs> positions. <laughs> hands natural. It's natural if you're getting inflated from below. Yeah, that's yeah. a natural position. Well, I suppose you're full of air. <laughs> <laughs> but can you see him knocking more than 10, 12 goals in? I'd, love to, get, I'd love to get an Andy prediction on the amount of goals that Mitrovic scores. Mm. I, I reckon he can get to 12. I don't reckon he can get, what, get any in higher. the league? Yeah. I, don't, I, think that's, I think that's rich. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't reckon he can get any higher. I think they'll be relegated this season. I think 12 is rich. He's, what's his record? 11 in the Premier League? I think it's 11. He's he's better than ever before. And he's got Andy Brussel predicts record season for Alexander <laughs> 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 yeah. no. oi, oi, oi. Uh, Right, we'll be back after a short advertorial. Uh, Sajan with uh, Man United Brighton. Uh, we got a little bit of Newcastle, Nottingham Forest. And we'll just generally be celebrating Antoine Sibieski's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, Britain needs to go is fucking shit. Texas is terrible. India needs to go is fucking terrible. What about Mike Ashley? Um, it's a fucking fat whale. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Paul Gascoigne there. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Gazza, doesn't it? <laughs> voice from Newcastle United, Emil doing his uh, doing his thing. You heard it if you've not heard that uh, wasn't Emil's voice. That was <laughs> Emil's gone massively off piste. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but check out your at the match uh, with Emil uh, back end of last season. That was a lot of fun. It was the last game of the season, or the, season, or the one before that? Newcastle Wolves on a Friday night. Oh, it was fun. fun. It was fun. Fun. fun, fun. Yeah. yeah, check that out if you can. Uh, but for now, Manchester United versus Brighton Sunday at two p.m. Eric Ten Hag is still very upset with Cristiano Ronaldo for fucking off halfway through uh, friendly with Rayo Vallecano. Yeah. That's still that's, that shows you the size of Club Man United are. That's still on the news agenda now. But it also spoke, shows well, only because we spoke about it on Monday. And I was no, but, about I, that, I, but it is very much I still saw it on, on Sky the, Sports News yeah. this morning. Yeah. It, it also shows how far Cristiano done fallen because, yeah. of course, this is not even the best midnight flit during a game. Do you remember when uh, Eden Hazard playing for the national team, not playing a bloody friendly for his yeah. club, when they were playing um, for Belgium against Turkey, he was substituted. And him and his dad were at a burger van having a burger <laughs> while the game was still going on. Is this is, is, is this is the picture so typically Hazard? Though? That's great. <laughs> That's, that is great. Yeah. That's really good. And and um, the, the the quote from Ten Hag that I um, that I kind of stuck on mm. was the fact that he then said there were a lot more that went home as well, and just yeah. just just implied that only Ronaldo got photographed because he's Ronaldo. Yeah. I thought to myself, what kind of what kind of operation are you running there? Because it was, I think, Laurie, is it Laurie Whitwell from the Athletic? Yes. He was saying today that um, they didn't they didn't know they were going to do that. that the, the, right. club, the club didn't have a response ready for the inquiries about it because they didn't know the players were going to do that. It, 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 you almost want to say they should know not to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, bare minimum, just stay until the end. It's only 45 minutes for crying out loud. I think that. I think there's definitely a certain amount of... And I think we, we fall into the trap, don't we, sometimes, of kind of writing off footballers as being these kind of... Not so much now, based on what I said earlier in the first half, but we do have fall into the trap sometimes, or the media does, of, of painting footballers as kind of these overgrown kind of babies who can't do anything yeah. for themselves. But you're absolutely right there, Pete. I think it's a really good point. Take some personal responsibility. What's it going to look like? You're playing for Manchester United. You know what the press has been like. Just take some responsibility. Stay. You just stay to the mm. end of the game the same way that you should, I believe, particularly with home games. If you're injured or you're suspended, you should be there. But the club's, the club's lack of response, as you, as you say, is absolutely right, Luke, because I think it makes Ten Hag look terrible already. It puts him under enormous pressure. I don't think it really changes people's opinions of Ronaldo. It doesn't change people's opinions of the other ones because we don't even know who they were. Yeah. Yeah. But Diogo like, Dallo, he got caught on the if, long lens, didn't he? <laughs> it was Dallo, one of them, yeah. really. Yeah. So, you know, if the, if the club know about this, shut it down or just come out and say, oh yeah, Ten Hag, even if it's not true, say Ten Hag said they could all leave. Take control, exactly. Yeah. Take control. Um, being a PR, doing doing press officer work or whatever is about boosting the good stories and limiting the bad ones. Yeah. Not just letting whatever happens oh, happen. So you need like, but you could just obfuscate. You remember when um, uh, the Prime Minister pretended that he painted uh, red buses to, to yeah. mess with the SEO? Out of wine boxes. Yeah, wine boxes. Just what? just do something. Just, just do, release a bigger Cristiano Ronaldo story. Do it, put an inflatable Cristiano Ronaldo over the stadium. An inflatable man waving yeah. his arm around. No, there look, he's here, everyone. Yeah, he's always here. Oz. Now he's, he's always with us. He never leaves. Um, and can I just make a very, very quick comment about the game itself, which I know isn't really the, the rigueur on this show. Um, I like this opening fixture. I think the fixture computer's been very kind to us has, here yeah. because obviously Brighton absolutely destroyed Man United uh, in May. Mm. Uh, 4-0. At, I know that was at the Amex, but it was fantastic to watch just because not because I have a particular beef with Manchester United but it's always interesting to watch like a total car crash of a game for a big club isn't it oh totally I, th- I think 
this is a big litmus test for Ten Hag's methods. It's not been ideal preparation based on the stuff you guys have said. If they go down a goal early uh, on Sunday in front of the TV cameras to Brighton, I think that is going to be very interesting indeed. Yeah, it will be. And I think the difference with Brighton this season, we'll see how they sort out the crooked area thing and all this. They've actually got a centre forward who can score goals yeah. in, in Denny Zundaf. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets. Yeah, tell us a bit more about him. Well, he was great last season for Union Saint-Gilles. Really, really natural finisher. Like everything they need. I, I think, to my mind, he's the best that Brighton could get without going out and spending 40 million on a striker, which they can't really do. I mean, it's, it's logical, the situation that they've ended up in. Because if you think of teams in the bottom half of the Premier League, and I, I know, obviously, they did a bit better last season, but traditionally, they've been in the bottom half of the, the, the Premier League. Mm. What are the strikers that are the most... Uh, in, important, most expensive, most coveted in the game, it's centre forwards. So I mean, it's, it's, it's logical that they're able to build the rest of the team but not get that level of centre forward. So you think he'll do well? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for him. Would you say you've learnt your lesson from Valt Veghorst or not? What do you mean I've learnt my lesson? Because you said Veghorst. he would be good as well. Valt Veghorst hasn't learned his lesson. I think he's gone to <laughs> Turkey unvaccinated. <laughs> That's his fault. That's a distraction. Um, I was and, a big Cenk Torsen fan, so, you know. And, <laughs> these things happen, yeah, don't they? I was as well, actually. I thought yeah, he had I all the tools. I thought he had everything. I thought Andrew Vorin had all the tools as well. Is he not on loan? Is, could he, did, is he on loan? Get him back, back, get him back, back for crying out loud. Yeah. I like the way you said Andrew Vorin had all the tools because he did look like a bricklayer. <laughs> yeah, he did. You can imagine Frank on the phone to Cenk, can't you? Cenk, it's Frank. Frank Lampard. <laughs> Frank Lampard of Everton. They're in the Premier League for now. Anyway, so, so look out for him. What, having a hat-trick on this debut against United at Old Trafford? I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I said. they go to Chelsea for £60 million <laughs> next week? When last time uh, Brighton uh, beat Man United 4-0, Kukurea scored one, so he's, his head's turned, so they won't have those goals in the in the tank. So. The, the most Must joyous... take a long time to turn that head. <laughs> yeah. Very heavy. The most joyous celebration of the season, probably. I think it was the first goal he scored for Brighton. Do you think, by the way, before we move on to the next game, do you think that genuinely having his hair that big can arguably impinge his performance? Because um, aggregate, aggregating marginal gains and all that. Yeah. I um, did um, Colicini. Yeah. Like he had, I think when I've, seen him, I've seen him play with shorter hair, uh, and he wasn't as good, so I think it's a little uh, bit like it's a bit psychological. Yeah, like the old thing: if you look, if you look good, you feel good, and you play good. Yeah. So maybe he just loves the, loves his hair so much that he never wants to change it. What is it? What is it like looking good? You got Scott Sellers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You tell us. That is true. They run out true. of Joe Ellington once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I sent them like a proper Panini sticker of Scott Sellers because I, I thought it might need some explanation of who it was. Right. But they very carefully cut out his head and removed the word. Scott Sellers. I'm fuming. But uh, fuming I am. But in their business model, but they're it's quite odd, but stay with yeah. the listeners. They're taking high res photos of people yeah. and their business model is to put them on the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. They don't care who it is, Pete. No. That's you you true. could ask for Fred West and they'll do it. Could I? Yeah, probably. Like South End United. I'm regretting regret saying that now. <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to momentarily. Let's, let's not turn Pete's camera on on one day. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, Newcastle United versus Nottingham Forest, Saturday at 3pm. Forest's first game in the top flight for 23 years. I'm going to be there. I, about, about six months ago, I bought tickets to the Newcastle-Liverpool uh, match we got beaten soon, I think, at home. Yeah, uh, I remember that. And, game, and yeah. it was, and it was, and it was a quite a close run thing for a while. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. It was good yeah. for a while. Yeah, but I, uh, I said um, to my partner, "Let's go up and see my family, and we'll go watch the castle." And uh, but I'll, I'll pay 
enough goddamn money to get us a good seat, fancy mm. seat, and a meal at half time and all that stuff, right? Those are the treat. Those are the treat. No, I would treat a lady. Yeah. And, <laughs> and and so I've had this. So I couldn't go because it was the height of COVID, and we've seen people's parents and so I had a ridiculous amount of money to spend on a pair of tickets for 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 the match. And so I managed, it was a ridiculous amount of money, but. This time round, because I got these tickets. Apparently, you got to turn up. It's it's basically the ticket says turn up three hours early <laughs> to have a meal and a sit down and a drink and that. And then, and <laughs> <laughs> well, who's, who's turning up three hours before at St James's Park to have a meal? I mean, is that is I mean, they're not demanding. Not that, a meal we were talking what? about earlier on. Also, when the they're meal. Like, <laughs> there are like five hundred pubs like on the yeah. doorstep of the stadium, yeah. which you're gonna you're gonna have to walk past them all. Yeah. Which no Pete will visit every single one of them. <laughs> um, I'll grab me uh, I'll grab me lamb and potatoes and walk you, up the strawberry. How do you Pete? How do you feel? Are you because as you said you're going to the game. How do you feel? Do you feel confident going into the new season? Uh, yeah. Um, up top's quite brittle. I think um the I think Botman's looked uh, fantastic in in, in pre season and uh, yeah they've they've. I mean, the 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 reinforcements they made in in January were really, really good, and uh, I, I don't see them being quite as high as everyone else. Did you have me to have Newcastle top six, top six. seven? I've got them six. Quite high, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is high, high. But do you know why? Because I I think, and this is something the producer, one of the producers, Charlie said, he's a Newcastle fan as well. He kind of convinced me that defensively they're back five. So if they play yeah. the back five of what it'll be Pope, Target, Burn, Shah, and Trippier. Yeah, I think that's a really Botman, good back five. Botman, not Cher. Oh, Botman, sorry. So Botman's that'd be even better. Cher. Well, Cher's still at the club though, right? Yeah, he Cher is. does get injured quite a lot. Okay, so okay, he does anyway. like Cher though, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 he does. And Sven Botman's obviously... Lascelles, out of there! Sven Botman <laughs> is preparing for this game by visiting Lidl apparently as well. Have anyone seen the meme? So, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> um, so, so that's... I think that's... In the Premier League, I completely agree with the people that have said if you can, if you can actually consistently defend... It counts for a lot in the Premier that, League. That's, that's, I agree with that because the one thing that Eddie Howe has fixed brilliantly that you never would have picked him to fix is yeah. the defence. And that, that will help them. That will really help them grind out results. And I think you look at where Leicester are, you look at the fact that West Ham have this European campaign ahead of them and they're going to go for it all over again. Goodness knows what you're going to get from United. I think, mm. I think Newcastle can look at sixth or seventh. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they should necessarily aim for that. I think top 10 in, in a cup run is, is quite palatable. But if everything goes right, and if they get at least another forward in, mm. I, I don't think that's an unreasonable <clears> prediction. <throat> yeah, I th- I'm pleased that you said that because that's given me a little more confidence. Well, you've written it down now. You can't take it There's nothing back. I can do about it. It's on um, Instagram. It's, it's real. It's you know. true. On the Nottingham Forest side of the, of the fence, um, Peter, um, it's about them having a mix and a blend, isn't it? Because mm. they've signed so many players. And the two players that I'd actually pick out I mean, people are going to talk about Jesse Lingard. Of course they are. Um, the wages that have been reported for Lingard, for me, are absolute stripey jumper stuff. <laughs> but, but good luck to him. Um, is, so, isn't his basic lower than everyone's quoting, but he's just got a lot of um, uh, targets to hit right, okay. to get that amount. Okay, in, in which case, you know, fair enough. To me, the standout signs they've signed are the two lads from Huddersfield. I know I talk about Huddersfield a lot. I watched them a fair bit last season. Right. Uh, Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffolo, who've been two of the standout players, particularly um, Lewis O'Brien, who I think is going to be a superstar. At 23, and, and it's the right time for him to make a move up into the Premier League. I'll tell you what, Aouni gets more goals up front for them than Mitrovic. You reckon? Yeah. 
You're predicting like so many goals in the Premier League this season without even realising it. According <laughs> like to it. you, Mitch Richardson, we're going to have a record season. Yeah. But that, that'll be, it'll be a great game. I, I'm, I know people get bored of it, but I, I don't get bored of saying it. I'm looking forward to seeing Forrest back in the Prem. It means an awful lot to their fans who've been for a lot of shit through no fault of their own. Yes. Particularly um, our, our colleague Tom, who is so excited on WhatsApp about seeing Forrest in the, in, in the Premier League again. It means a lot to a lot of fans. I know it means a lot to a lot of clubs' fans to be in the Premier League, but I think Forrest have kind of earned the right to be back there. Um, and you know it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting test for them on the opening day. Yeah. Well, um, from Villain to where we've got uh, just Honkamp on the way. From uh... his name is actually Jizz as well. It's good stuff. I thought it was a nickname. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 been a relatively big name for quite a while. No, not, but, sure, yet... not sure why he would have the nickname Jizz. By the way, I'm not sure I want to know. But like everyone's kind of known this name, but it's it's still. Like he's because he's maybe because he's signed for a Premier League side, but you do sort of go, it's good though, isn't it? It's still good. Is it even his name until he arrives in the Premier League? Exactly. No. Yeah. Could he jizz on a yeah on a wet windy whatever? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, on the wet windy inflatable yeah. effigy of Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> well, uh, here's hoping for a uh, a bit of uh, digital score bordery like the one we saw in Madagascar's friendly against the Seychelles uh, this week, where um, <laughs> basically they had this massive kind of like plasma screen, massive LED screen, and instead of like some fancy graphics, someone just went into paintbrush and uh, wrote the word Madagascar one Seychelles nil <laughs> on a word doc. Yeah, on a word doc. And to be fair, does a job. I don't think they chose the opening font choice. I think they made they made the choice. What font would you have chosen? Uh, Comic Sans, obviously, or Wingdings. Wing, Some yeah. hieroglyphic. Yeah. hieroglyphic. That's, su- that's such a Pete Donaldson answer. As yeah. long as it's, as long as Wingdings. it's not Times New Roman, I think. No, I'm a Georgia man. Oh. I'm a Georgian man. But it's, it's interesting to see the story behind it when we see. Um, Does the paperclip guy turn up when they concede an equaliser? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you've conceded. <laughs> would you like some help with that? <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what the real story is behind it in All or Nothing Madagascar next season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've just been sent the uh, next uh, three episodes. Dropped in the inbox. Dropped in the inbox. The show, yeah. yeah, you. You'll have a watch of that while I read this email. Uh, from uh, Ollie. Hello, Ramblers. Long-time listener, first-time emailer, and a big fan of Luke's game, uh, which is coming up soon. Uh, so much so that it has become a uh, favourite for me and my Crystal Palace mates to play. That was until it all went horribly wrong. After we'd seen Palace lose the FA Cup semi-final last season, we decided to stop off at a pub on the way back. After several beers, I suggested we played a round of Luke's game. Uh, at this point, it's worth introducing you to my friend Sam, respected doctor, Palace fan, trusted friend and all-round nice guy. However, Sam has an unhealthy obsession with playing Luke's game. I think it <laughs> lends itself to, to high achievers, this game. You've got to be competitive. Yeah. You've got to be psychotic. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be... You've got to remember stuff. Yeah. yeah. These are all fairly... I mean, apart from the psychotic bit that you just made up, mm. these are all kind of fairly common traits. Doctor death, you've got, to, you've got to be able to remember stuff. Yeah. I mean, we've only just been introduced to Sam, but already I want to see him play Marcus. How do, we know, <laughs> how do we know he's a respected doctor, right, by the way? Yeah, it's so a good someone point. Someone surveyed his patient. Well, well, let's see how the email goes. However, Sam has an unhealthy obsession with the game. He just has to win, even when he doesn't know the player. This is not Luke's game. This is Sam's game. You'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> anyway. Blatant copyright infringement. There I was sifting through players on Wikipedia <laughs> and, come, uh, and up comes a blast from a very niche past. Wayne Routledge. Nine clubs. Who's opening the bid? Without giving anyone a chance, Sam screams across the table, all nine! I could get all nine! He started well. <laughs> Palace, Spurs, Fulham, Portsmouth, Villa, Swansea, Newcastle. But seven appeared to be his limit. He went quiet. We lost interest, and I thought that was that. How wrong I was. About 20 minutes passed without a peep from Sam. Then out of nowhere, he jumped up, grabbed me by the shirt, and screamed out for the whole pub to hear, Cardiff and QPR! It's fucking Cardiff and QPR! 
Mid-panic, I checked my phone and confirmed he was correct. Sam screamed, I knew it! Oh, fucking nine! <laughs> he then pushed our mate Andy off his chair, beer flying everywhere, ran into the middle of the pub and leaped into a fully uh, majestic swan dive before all 13 stone of him crashed down on the hard wooden floor. <laughs> the pub went silent. The bouncer looked at him and then us. The bar staff looked at him and then us. As I desperately tried, uh, desperately tried to explain to the bouncer that no, he wasn't actually looking for a fight, uh, it became clear that Sam had smashed his chin on the floor. A midnight trip to hospital was the only option. Uh, we left the hospital at 3am. <laughs> uh, as we left the pub before the hospital, Sam just kept saying, it's fine, I'm a doctor, it's fine, I'm a doctor, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> No, Sam, please never ever swan dive in the middle of a pub again, exploding your chin, pouring blood everywhere and having to be rushed to hospital. All because of Luke's game. Luke's game is now banned at all palace gatherings until further notice. Is it against the spirit of this email to say you can't leave 20 minutes between answers? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's outrageous. Fair, yeah, it's yeah, outrageous yeah. form. I mean, the guy sounds a bit of a loose cannon, to be fair, but that is outrageous <laughs> form. Yeah, you, 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 if, if, I think it's it's um it's basically the emailer's fault. Um. Ollie, who emailed in, presumably he was the guy, as he said, he was doing Luke's game, mm. or in this case, Sam's game, or it should be Ollie's game, really. He needs to cut off. They yeah. say, no, look, you've run out of time, pal. You've done seven. Yeah. Dry your eyes. We're moving on to the next one. The point He's goes gone, to doctor. He's gone. Yeah, exactly. You can't <laughs> save him. He's dead, doctor. You can't save maybe, him. Maybe we should say that when we do Luke's game on here now. Actual yeah. sequences are shortened. Like yeah, we were saying yeah. Before. exactly. Yeah, they, well, they are. Well, they actually are in the edit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because some people just will not fucking listen. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, watch your chins. It's Luke's game. <laughs> it's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. <laughs> Back for a new season, a bit of Luke's game action. Pete's game today. Yeah, Pete's game. Yeah, I guess it is Pete's game. I forgot you're allowed to name it yourself after yeah, a while. I'm Lovely old show. about it, yeah. Pete's game. Uh, new season, so no champion technically. However, Andy is the highest seed, oh, geez, uh, based on <laughs> last year's performance. So, Lukey, you are going to go first. Okay, I don't think it will help me much, but there we go. <laughs> a good game is a quick game and all of that. Lukey Miller, your first footballer is Aaron Ramsey. Five. Five teams. So Aaron you, Ramsey, five teams. So far in the belly, head in the freezer. Far in the belly, head in the freezer. Thanks. Thank you. Sam's listening. Um, like stitching up an aortic dissection. There's five, is there? There is. That's annoying. Oh. Ooh, what are you going to give us? What are you going to give us, baby? This is really fucking annoying because it's not going to help me at all and I should know all five. Okay. But I'm going to go four. Andy? I think Andy could probably do five. What do you reckon? I'm going to make you name your... I'm going to go five. You're going to go five? Yeah! Yes. Oh, yes, please. Absolutely rebounded, yeah. Absolutely pulled back and oh, revealed. Yes. Andy, let's have them. Cardiff City. Arsenal. Nottingham Forest. Come on. Forgot about Forest. Rangers. Juventus. Yeah. Forgot about Forest. How can I forget about Forest? Well done. Point two, well Andy. Played, Fantastic mate. stuff. That's the uh, standard. Right. That's the standard when you're playing against Brussels. Yeah. If I do four there, that's probably getting me the point against... 70% of the players yeah he's I, mean, I, I, I won't add that even if we were to do Aaron Ramsey again next year he probably won't have played for Nice <laughs> so, uh, give the same answer as soon as Andy had the five I was like I'm looking down at the buttons I, was like, I don't even need the wrong button nah, do I? I just, I just nah. have my finger on the correct uh, right Andy Brassel bit trickier Adama Traore please. Adama Traore okay Ooh, How many baby I love your way for only four okay. only four oh yeah I've got all four of those oh, for ah, for what's the point of me even being here <laughs> What is the point of me being here? Barcelona. Wolverhampton Wanderers. 
Middlesbrough. Aston Villa. Jesus, too good. Good stuff. It's, good. it's just beautiful. It's yeah. like watching a really nice car pull off a lot. Yeah, it is yeah. a bit, isn't it? Beautiful. So now I'm 2 0 down. Yeah. I don't so. think you're going to like this. Oh. <laughs> They're probably the two easiest ones. Looky where. Jason Roberts, eight teams. Oh, my God. It's well, trickier, but it might be trickier for Andy he as falls, well. He falls on into the less, not, not very exclusive list of players I've seen score in the flesh against Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a double. <laughs> I don't know if this is in Andy's wheelhouse. He's not, yeah. he's not really a kind of football league type guy. Yeah. Um, Despite supporting a football league team, isn't that an irony? Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight, Well, I support Wimbledon. I probably wouldn't have much interest. <laughs> eight, eight. One last last week for the first time in what eight months? Yeah, literally eight. How's months. my accountant's son doing? <laughs> um, he's the keeper, isn't he? No, he's striker. Oh, is he? Yeah, very nice. Yeah. How many clubs? Getting uh, distracted. What, my accountant's son. <laughs> no, uh, Jason Roberts. It. Oh God. Okay. I'm gonna go with three. Andy, you can do better than that, can't you? No, I don't think I can. Oh! Be three. Could you, could you, because I was going to bid two, would you have been able to do three? I've got three, but I'm not 100% sure on them. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, so sexy. Um, Reading. Reading? I'm pretty sure he's played for West Brom. West Brom, 89 appearances. Um, and this last one's just a total guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Jason Roberts has played for... Cardiff City. Andy Brassel wins. Shit. Tell me the clubs. Oh, you're going to love these. Do you have any different ones, Brassel? I, I, I had all different ones, but I've no idea if they're right. Okay. So I had Wigan. Oh, he has played for Wigan, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, played for Wigan. Uh, 93 appearances between 2004 and 2006. I'll jump in now, though. He played for fucking Portsmouth, Luke. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> 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 the only thing I remember is him scoring against Portsmouth for Reading at the fucking Medeski. Was it an own goal? Well, he kicked off a great Wolverhampton Wanderers at no games there. Talkie United, Bristol City, oh, Bristol Rovers, West Brom, Portsmouth, Wigan, Blackburn, Rovers and Reading. But it, sometimes, the, like, clubs will go through those years where you're just like, I, um, he might have done, he might not have done. I wonder why you look so pleased with yourself. <laughs> I know it's a bloody hard one because he's played for a load of clubs that you can half remember and none of them are Sunderland. That's true, yeah, the Sunderland... Uh, I was I mean, pretty, uh, is is that the yeah, hardest that's ever true, player yeah, that's yeah. been done on Luke's game? I, I think was, you could argue it is. I oh, I don't sure. think it is. I think there's one coming up uh, if you want to uh, restore a little can bit I, of pride. Can I just say, know. Jason Roberts, uh, he, he, it was the season that Portsmouth got, maybe got promoted and he yeah. didn't, he, I think he wasn't there for long. Right, okay. Maybe on loan even. He got... Um, was he on loan? He was on loan, yes. Uh, he scored once. Uh, How many so, games did he play? Ten. Fucking exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Mate, it's been 20 years ago. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, right, uh, to restore some uh, some pride, pride and honour, uh, Andy Brassel, uh, Danny Drinkwater, 10 teams. 10? 10. Drinkwater. Not bad, Bloody eh? Hell. Right. Busy boy. Okay. Mainly under 10 appearances for a lot of them. But... Yeah. Jesus. 10? I would never would have thought he'd play for 10. Oh, I might need a little bit of help production, one of them. <laughs> oh. Right, I'm um, 
going to have some weird ones and have missed some obvious ones. Okay. As is my way, I'm going to go for five. Ooh. Five. Can you beat that? I can't, but I'm going to go six because I want to have a say in this. <laughs> All right, then. Go on, Lukey. No, hey, you, you want brave. seven? Do you want seven? Nah. All right. Very brave of you, Luke. Thank you. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Chelsea. Leicester. Aston Villa. Peterborough. Ah, oh, I thought he played at Peterborough. He did, uh, no, no, he bloody didn't. And then I was going to guess a Turkish team like Besiktas or something. Kaz- Turk- Kazim Pasha. That's it, Kazim, Kazim Pasha. Pasha. Yeah. There you go. Yep, uh, Man United, Huddersfield Town, uh, Cardiff City, Watford, Barnsley, Leicester City, Chelsea, Burnley, Aston Villa. Uh, that one, what uh, Andy just said. And Reading, <laughs> 32 appearances and one goal. That's 4 0. At least I get to go first four in the nil, final one. And you get, uh, <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish on, mate. Oliver Norwood, it. <laughs> Jesus, Oliver Norwood. <laughs> okay. Um, he's played. Eight clubs for Oliver Norwood. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that. This is producer Rory putting fucking Oliver Norwood in this game. Yeah, I'll have a word with him later. That's outrageous. No, you don't get to affect the, the Pete's game. It's Pete's game. Oh God. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> well, Oliver me. Norwood has played for eight clubs, and I can name, I think maybe three. You do okay. four, Andy. Yeah, I can't better that. No. Okay. Good stuff. Let's have you three. As is becoming a theme on this show today, he's played for Reading. <laughs> He has played for Reading. And I think he's played for Swansea. Ugh. Oh, it's a disastrous, a disastrous entrance. Oh, dear. I mean, Luke, that's first proper one of the season and you're stinking up the place. Yeah. Uh, he has played for Man United, Carlisle, Scunthorpe, Coventry City, Huddersfield Town, Reading, Brighton, Fulham, Sheffield United on lawn, and then he just continued his time at Sheffield United. Oh, um, yeah. I was, think, I, was thinking, I was thinking of Brighton. So there oh, 5-0. Unlucky. It's an Look, inauspicious we had, start. We had a lot of fun, though, didn't we? We had a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think no one's was... chin was damaged. No. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. No, I haven't left the studio yet. I might fall over on the way out. If you've got any ideas for, like, games or you just want to trick us an email, just a reminder, though, I didn't mention this earlier on, shortfootballramble.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at Football Ramble. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, uh, part of the Aircast Creator Network. I've been Pete Donaldson. He's been Luke Moore. Four. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see you later, Andy. Thank you. Ta-ta. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.